Hello, hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Jack. Let me ask you. An exciting episode it is because today is our holiday special. Here with tonight, today's question, Cassandra. Thank you, Alex. So the question for today is, what are some of the holidays celebrated around the world this time of year? And what do you celebrate and how do you celebrate it? So what we'll do is go over some of the major or at least more well-known religious and cultural holidays happening this time of year. We went through an extensive list of these holidays, actually, and we had to pick a few just for time's sake. Oh, yes. So, another thing. I know it's easy to just focus on what you celebrate or what we celebrate, but you know there's an entire world out there aside from what you do. There are approximately 4,200 belief systems. And again, that doesn't account for all the cultural holidays. So I feel, or we feel, I'm sure, it's important to be aware and understanding of other cultures and religious traditions, not just what impacts you directly. We have to be more welcoming and open to others' beliefs and traditions. We have to embrace the differences. So just make sure you keep in mind that other cultures and religions have holidays this time of year too. Thank you for those kind words, uh, Cassandra. Uh, Let's go and start off with the uh, first holiday within the calendar. Yep, and that first holiday is Hanukkah. (laughs) Okay, so this year Hanukkah starts uh, or started uh, Thursday, December 10th, and it'll go through Friday, December 18th. Hanukkah is also known as Chanukah or the Festival of Lights. It is an eight-day Jewish holiday that commemorates the rededication of the temple in Jerusalem in 165 BC. It is observed by lighting a candle on a menorah, which translates to lamp, and it is a nine-branch candle holder, basically. It starts on the 25th day of Kislev, which is the ninth month in the Hebrew calendar. According to historical accounts, the temple in Jerusalem held a menorah that burned continuously for eight days and nights, even though it only had oil for one day. Hanukkah is celebrated today by lighting the menorah, singing songs, eating traditional foods such as latkes, and handing out gifts and dreidels. On the menorah, there are nine candles. The center candle is usually placed higher or lower than the rest, and it is used to light the other eight candles. This candle is called the shamash. So that was a quick summary of Hanukkah. Basically, now we'll move on to Bodhi Day. Alex. Alrighty, Bodhi Day, usually celebrated on December 8th. Bodhi Day, the Buddhist holiday that celebrates the day Buddha achieved enlightenment. According to early scripture, the Buddha, originally known as Siddhartha Gautama, was a prince who didn't like the thought of sickness, old age, or death. So he went on a journey to seek peace of mind. It took about six years, but six years full of frustration So one day he sat underneath a fig tree or a Bodhi tree and stayed in meditation until he fulfilled inner peace. During his meditation, he he realized enlightenment and became the one who is awakened or the Buddha. How Bodhi Day is celebrated is not by huge festivals, parties, or gatherings, but rather quietly in their own home, mostly a day of meditation and sometimes eat cookies and drink tea. That's a little summary of Bodhi Day. Sweet. 
Awesome. Yep, so now on to the next holiday, the Our Lady of Guadalupe Day. Cassandra? So the Day of the Virgin of Guadalupe, or Dia de la Virgen de Guadalupe, is a religious holiday from Catholicism. The day celebrates um, the belief that an Aztec man named Juan Diego encountered the Virgin Mary on December 9th. Virgin Mary is Mexico's patron saint. According to the belief, Mary told Juan to ask the bishop to build a church on Tepeyac Hill. The bishop asked for proof as he did not believe Juan. Juan returned to the hill and found roses in place of where there was only cacti before. He took the roses in his cloak to show to the archbishop. When Juan opened his cloak to reveal the roses, as the roses fell, they revealed the image of the Virgin Mary on the cloak. The archbishop was convinced and decided to build the church. This was December 12th, which is the day this is celebrated. It is said that millions of indigenous people converted to Catholicism as a result of her appearance. Uh, public celebrations or fiestas are held in honor of the Virgin Mary on December 12th, not only in Mexico City, but by other Catholics all across Mexico and other countries. They pay pilgrimage to see the image of La Virgen Morena at the Basilica de Guadalupe in Monterrey. This basilica houses the cloak, the original cloak. La Basilica is visited by around 20 million people each year, and 9 million of those, which is almost half, visit on December 12th. Dedicated pilgrims crawl from the door to the front altar on their knees. So this is actually something I've always wanted to do. Um, I was born in Mexico, spend most of my life here. But if I ever get the chance, December 12th is definitely a day I'll spend at the Basilica. I think just something I wanted to go and chime in uh, with. Um, so um, typically around uh, that time frame, um, you have people that wear costumes that are referred to as uh, naguilas. Did I, did I pronounce that right? Did. But, yes, uh, yeah. Uh, pretty much, uh, they they kind of like uh, embody kind of like what what were uh, the clothing back in the day, and they they do um, some dance um, dancing to go in the in the honor of uh, a lady of Guadalupe. So I'll I'll head on over with um, the next holiday or the next um, festival that they celebrated in December, Las Posadas. Posadas, a religious festival in Mexico and parts of the U.S., is celebrated between December 16th to the 24th. It celebrates the journey of how Mary and Joseph made from Nazareth to Bethlehem to search in search for shelter so Mary can give birth to baby Jesus. Folks celebrate by reenacting said journey by gathering outside their home with kids dressed as shepherds, angels, and Mary and Joseph themselves with the adults following behind with lighted candles and sometimes holding um, images of, of um, Mary, Mary and Joseph. Joseph. The pilgrims will sing songs in search of shelter until a host sings back and takes them in. Once accepted, they are treated with hot ponche, buñuelos, tamales, and many other delicious um, mm. foods. <clears throat> the celebration ends with breaking a, a piñata shaped, usually shaped in the Christmas star. On the last day of the Posadas, on December 24th, they hold a large mi midnight mass, usually going towards the next day, in honor of baby Jesus. And that is a little summary for Las Posadas. Sweet. <laughs> we used to do Posadas with my, with my family a lot, but of course, you know, this year being this year, we're definitely not gonna do it, but I really liked doing Posadas when I was younger. 
Yeah, same. In my neighborhood, they do it every year. Except, obviously, I don't think they're going to do it this year. And if I remember correctly, they didn't do them last year either. But it's definitely something I enjoy doing in December. I, I think what's really cool about the, the concept of Posada is that, like, you just have, like, so much collaboration going on. Like, oh, we're going to have it over here. Oh, we're going to have it over there. I don't know. It's just, I just like that uh, sense of community and togetherness. I, I think that's what re what's really cool around during that time. I agree. John, did you want to hit the next one? Yes. All right. Let's go ahead and go on over to the Dongzi Festival. Uh, this is an important Chinese and East uh, Asian festival that occurs uh, December 20, 22nd. Excuse me. The origin of this goes back on over to the yin-yang philosophy, a balance and harmony uh, within the cosmos. And uh, there will be days uh, with longer daylight hours, and therefore um, there is an influx of positive energy that flows in uh, within uh, those communities over there. Um, tradition uh, that they go out and do so different parts uh, for subgroups so um, a good majority of them go ahead and make uh, tenguan which is balls of uh, glutinous uh, rice and this essentially is uh, marked as a reunion okay and then over on over to northern China uh, they eat dumplings and this is kind of like originated from the Han dynasty over in southern China uh, they go ahead and eat rice cakes, essentially, kind of like, the, the the same theme is reunion, but they just eat uh, different items uh, to kind of like symbolize uh, this. And then there was another old tradition that uh, went on back to, uh, back, back in the heyday, where people um, of the same surname went to go and uh, get together, and essentially, they'd go ahead and, uh, you know, go, uh, go and honor their ancestors and worship them. Uh, within this uh, uh, festival. So that's a little bit about uh, the, uh, the Dongzi festival. Right, so uh, the reason they actually eat uh, these rice-based foods and hot drinks is because they it is believed that on short days there is, isn't enough yang energy or there's insufficient yang energy. So they decide to eat foods that are they believe are high in yang in order to kind of uh, compensate for that to provide that balance Keep thank balance. you for that along with that same day of dong zing festival there's also other forms of winter solstice festivals that goes on around the world another one that i like to mention is called yalda or the chela night yalda is the iranian winter solstice festival to celebrate the years of longest and darkest night of the year they celebrate by gathering with friends and family to eat drink and recite the, has the hafez or uh, religious poetry same concept with um, the Dongzin. They believe that doing this restores um, balance within good and bad. Uh, Christmas. Alex, you want to take that too? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so Christmas was, um, it has a lot of history. Yeah. It has a lot of things to say. So I'm going to do my very best to shorten it and hopefully get it right. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, when researching all of these holidays, that was definitely the one that was like oh man what to focus on mm -hmm. when there's all these things to talk about so i hope i did a good job here so bear with me christmas it has many names like the feast of the nativity christmas tide midwinter yule and etc but that day is usually celebrated as the birth of jesus christ christmas is a public holiday in many of the world's nations also celebrated religiously by christians and culturally by non-Christians. Whatever the belief 
the celebrations are all the same by gift giving, social gatherings, and decorating homes and and a Christmas tree or pine trees. It's definitely a time of just getting together and being with loved ones and just having a great time together. It's more about the about the give than the you know than the gift, but I can, I can, we can all agree that Christmas is definitely by far like one of it's definitely highly celebrated in in this in every year. In my best there, so. <laughs> okay. Um. You did good. That was good. Yeah. Uh, I'll add a little fun fact, I guess, just to address the decorating or celebrating part of it. Uh, Santa Claus. So the legend of Santa Claus is actually traced back to St. Nicholas, a monk born in Turkey in 288 AD. It is said that St. Nicholas gave away all his wealth and traveled helping the poor and sick. For this, he became known as the protector of children and sailors. Now, fast forward to 1822. An Episcopal minister named Clark Moore wrote a poem titled An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas, whose first line is, "'Twas the night before Christmas," which is also the line that, the line of the poem for which it is most commonly known. In the poem, he describes St. Nicholas as a jolly man who went from house to house delivering toys. Fast forward a few years to 1881, and a political cartoonist named Thomas Nice drew Moore's poem to create the image of St. Nicholas or Santa Claus that we know today. Just a little fun fact. Wow, lovely. And with Christmas <laughs> out of the way, we'll move on to the next holiday, which is Boxing Day. All right, so this is uh, typically separated, uh, celebrated, excuse me, uh, within the UK and, and Britain uh, at December uh, 26. Uh, this was uh, back on over to 1833, but no one knows the actual official origin. Of just to chime in, not just the UK or Britain, but also countries that at some point were part of the British Empire. Yes, yes. So Scotland, Ireland, uh, there's de definitely uh, different uh, groups that want to go and uh, celebrate. So thank you for that, Cassandra. So um, moving on over uh, to kind of like the, the festivities that happened. So... Um, what it used to be before, um, there was a reference to kind of like a, to, for charity drives. So essentially what they would, they would go and do is hold out a box outside of uh, churches uh, on Christmas Day. Uh, and essentially they would go and set up a little drive to go and to pr provide uh, for them. And the, um, now moving on over to kind of like a, a today, it's starting to become kind of like more of like a Black Friday concept. So it's kind of like more of a shopping holiday. And uh, another thing too is that uh, they uh, like to go ahead and uh, watch sports, so it's a really big time to go and watch sports. Fox hunting uh, used to be really big, but unfortunately, um, it got banned in 2004. Fortunately, it got banned. Sorry, thank you. Um, um, okay, let me go. Let me go fix that up. So fox hunting, <laughs> fox hunting was uh, a big thing uh, back in the day, uh, but it ended up being banned in 2004. Right. So the hunting act in 2004 banned. Um using dogs to hunt for wildlife. Yep. Another thing to add to that, although there's different stories as to where Boxing Day originated, the most commonly known version of the story states that the day after Christmas was traditionally a day where employers gifted presents in a box to their servants. Kind of like a Christmas bonus, you can say. So the servants had this day off to return to their homes and visit their families, kind of like a second Christmas this uh, giving the servants a chance to celebrate. 
Nice. Right. I really didn't know what boxing was, to be honest. Yeah. I, I would always see Boxing Day right after Christmas. I'm like, what? Some boxing? Like, someone's going to box? I thought Some that fighting too. sport yep. on the that's, TV that's or something? That's what I thought too, man. But, you know, you learn something new every day. It's nice. So after Boxing Day, we'll go into a holiday that a lot of people probably don't know, my, myself included. And I really like to know about this. Kwanzaa. Okay, so Kwanzaa celebrates African-American life, honoring African heritage and African-American culture. It is celebrated between December 26th and January 1st. Kwanzaa was created by, in 1966 by Dr. Maulana Karenga, a professor and a chairman of Black Studies at Long Beach State here in California. After the Watts riots in LA, Dr. Karenga searched ways to bring African-Americans together as a community. And provide them with an opportunity to celebrate themselves and their history as opposed to merely imitating or practicing um, another society. Kwanzaa is based on African harvest traditions from various parts of Africa. The name Kwanzaa is derived from Swahili phrase Matunda Ya Kwanzaa meaning first fruits. It is celebrated differently between families but most celebrations consist of songs dances, storytelling, poetry, and a large traditional meal. On each of the seven nights, a candle is lit on the canaro, or candle holder. The black candle in the center is lit on the first night, and it represents the principle of umoja, or unity. Each candle represents one of the seven principles that are crucial to Kwanzaa. Uh, The first one, as I mentioned, is umoja, or unity, principle number two. Kujichaguliya, or self-determination. Principle number three, Ujima, or collective work and responsibility. Principle number four, Ujama, or cooperative economics. Principle number five, Niya, or purpose. Principle six, Kuumba, or creativity. Principle seven, Imani, or faith. Now, along with the seven principles, they have seven symbols. And they are the first one. Mazao, the crops, symbolizes work and the basis of the holiday. The second symbol, which I will not try to pronounce just for fear of messing it up, yeah. uh, translates to placemat. And the placemat is made from straw or cloth and comes directly from Africa. It is meant to express history, culture, and tradition. The third symbol, ear of corn, represents fertility and symbolizes that through children, the future hopes of the family are brought to life. The fourth, the seven candles. They symbolically recreate the sun's power to provide light. Number five, the kinara, or the candle holder. It represents the original stock from which they came, their ancestry, basically. The sixth principle, the unity cup. It's used to perform the libation ritual during the Karamu feast on the sixth day of Kwanzaa. And the last symbol, the wadi, or gifts. They give meaningful gifts to encourage growth Self-determination, achievement, and success. Brief summary of Kwanzaa. Wow. That that was a lot of taking right there. There's, there's just I, I what I appreciate about that. There's like not only just the symbols, but the uh, the principles. I, I guess that was just kind of like an eye opener to to me. Just like that. There's just so much within a holiday and within a culture. I I think that's just really cool. I don't know. That's... No, I agree. I definitely didn't know that. Each candle represented a different principle. So now, 
after a brief history of some of the some well-known cultural and religious holidays we'll discuss i guess our favorites john did you want to start us off all right so um in terms of kind of like a tradition that we that we do within our family so we typically go ahead and do a posada but uh, unfortunately it's a little bit different so what we're gonna go ahead and end up doing is uh we we're gonna go and have like a little little bit of dinner there's gonna be buñuelos uh, champurado uh, pozole, tamales, it's, it's gonna be like a full-on feast for sure. I'm really excited. And then one of the other things that I like to do kind of like before um, Christmas Eve comes on by is like I like to go and gather and accumulate uh, gifts. I don't know like I just I just love that uh, sense of giving to others just out of the kindness of my heart. Like I, I do not want anything in return. I just simply just want to go and just see people happy. Like I, I, I just it just it just warms my heart just seeing people happy. So like you know I got I got something stored up for Alex and Cassandra uh, once Christmas uh, rolls on by, and then you know kind of like for my family members and then uh, my coworkers. I just kind of like to spread the the happiness and love. You know, I just I just want to make sure that uh, uh, I show my appreciated love uh, towards uh, others. And then once uh, Christmas Day comes on by, like oh my gosh, it's like one of the one of the best days. So we kind of like go ahead and get, have like a little uh, gathering. And we're just like, oh my gosh, like, mom, dad, I got this. Like, oh my gosh. Even today, like, I get, like, super excited. I'm like, whoa. Like, or even is it something, like, simple as socks? Like, I just get, I just get super uh, excited. I, I don't know. I guess this, uh, within the, this holiday, I definitely practice uh, being grateful. And, um, you know, like, even, even to, like, uh, the days that just leading up to it, I just like to practice, like, just uh, counting my blessings, uh, being grateful for what I have for sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just really tell just the ones I love around this time, like just more than ever. Like I I just give like <laughs> more love than usual. I'm just like, hey, just wanna let you know, I really appreciate you as a friend, things like that. And just, I just want them to know that, you know, they got a special place in my heart. So that's how I go ahead and uh, uh, celebrate this time of the year. And that explains the, um the random and very, very um, amazingly captioned picture you shared <laughs> two days ago. Yep. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I love that. It was a good one. It caught me off guard, but totally oh, hit me in the feels. Oh, that's my day. All right, Alex. Would you like to go and share? No, definitely. So, way we, the way that we celebrate the holidays, we typically start the day after Thanksgiving with decorating. We start decorating inside the house with our Christmas tree. Start setting up the novelty and stable for prayer on December 12th. Set up the Christmas lights, do as much as we can, and then we start um, just preparing for for the 12th because that's when we start doing our religious prayers with my family. Um, we also do partake in posadas, but again, this you know this year we're not going to do it for safety reasons. So we're just going to do um, the days of prayer for from the 16th to the 24th. Um, we cook a lot of food. We eat a lot. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, we don't really do much uh, before. When, when I was younger, we would always celebrate with my family members, outside family members. But now, you know, as we grow up, we just we just want to do things at home, do it with our immediate family. Although there is one tradition that I, I do keep myself, and I still do it as an adult. 
I always leave Christmas cookies and milk for Santa Claus. Oh, I love it. <clears throat> I love it. I, yeah, that's something that will never go away for me. I'm the firm believer of Santa Claus, whether you guys do or not. Yeah. We actually had this discussion <clears throat> where, actually, it's, I, I can, it's a good time to share it. Yeah. We had this discussion one time, and it was actually one of the conversations that led to the creation of this podcast. All right. But it was whether or not you would let your children, your future children, believe in Santa Claus. And Alex said he would. Yep. Uh, I shared that I would too, just because I'm a huge believer in what Santa Claus represents this mm-hmm. time of year. I guess you can say. Santa Claus isn't just about gifts. It's about the feeling of giving. Yeah, the spirit. Santa- yeah. Of the season. For sure, absolutely. I think uh, it's it's a. Uh, like, you know, everyone is going to have their different uh, belief in, you know, in terms of uh, Santa Claus. But I, I just like to, like the like the spirit that, that Cassandra and Alex went to go and say earlier, I feel like uh, that's what I like to go and practice, uh, especially that time. And it just, I don't know, I think that's what makes this time so special. That sense of, like, appreciation, that sense of gratefulness, that sense of, like, uh, giving to others and just wanting to uh not to give just to simply not to want to get anything in return uh, you know i think that's uh that's what i don't know i guess that's what drives me uh just just seeing someone just really happy just really just warms my heart yeah and then for us you know it's going along <clears throat> also uh, another little thing that i like to do as well i don't like to put up the christmas on the christmas tree until the until christmas eve Wait, you don't like to put up the Christmas on the Christmas tree? You mean I don't like the Christmas presents. Oh, okay, oh, okay. On the Christmas oh, tree. Oh, yeah. Oh. I don't know if I said presents or not. No, you just said Christmas. <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> this damn mask. <laughs> no, but yeah, like I, I hide my, my presents in my closet and I don't take them out until Christmas Day. Just, you know, just to give that little Santa Claus feel, I guess. Yeah, a little mm. bit of excitement. I, yeah, I like okay. that. I dig That's, it. It's okay. Although, yeah, although once we, once I do... I call everybody out and we open the gifts uh, midnight of Christmas Day. Oh, so you're Santa. You don't want that. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm Santa. All right. Cool. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, those are the things that I, I like to do. Cool. What about you, Cassandra? Okay, so for us, Christmas has always been a big thing. The giving has always been a, a big thing for us, too. Um, when we were younger, it was such a great time. I mean, it still is now. The spirit still here, you know? Oh, yeah. But then, when we got towards, like, I guess, the high school days, maybe, we kind of stopped making it a big thing. But now I have little ones all over, and the excitement is just even greater with them. So, like Alex, my, I guess, Christmas decorating started on Thanksgiving. And it's been going, like, every week we add a little something. We're actually working on something today to add to the decorations. But, um, like Alex also, uh big holiday celebration for us is the uh, 12th so the day of the virgin mary and then obviously the posadas which again because of the pandemic and everything that's going on most likely will not be happening and if they are we'll definitely not be partaking but um yeah uh we make a lot of food so like i mentioned during our thanksgiving special uh pozole tamales as for drinks uh, canela, champurrado, mm. otole, Ooh, yes. and ponche. I'm getting hungry now. You always are. Yeah. And then for that day, everyone obviously dresses up. 
um, or dress us down. Last year we did like a PJ theme, and a, a PJ slash uh, ugly Christmas sweater themed. Oh, uh, sweet. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, we kind of just play around. It's usually a day where we set up the video games in the living room so that everyone plays, you know, my parents, my brother, kind of everyone involved. And then, like Alex too, we do the Christmas, the Christmas gifts at midnight. So again, it's a Christmas celebration, but we basically do everything on Christmas Eve. Yeah. The actual day of Christmas. It's just a relax. It's just day. like a regular day type yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <he's> like, oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh, unlike Alex, I don't save my gifts until the day of. I place them under the tree as I go. Right. So. The gifts that I already have ready because I'm done with my gifts. I just got to wrap a few more. But the ones that are already wrapped, excuse me, all are all under the tree already. Sweet. And then for the Christmas tree, I guess one of my favorite things is that we like to do like the personalized ornaments. And those are my favorites. So early in December, I decorated wooden nutcrackers with my kids. Oh, so they painted it. And they're hanging on the tree right now. And those are probably my favorite parts. Kind of like the arts and crafts that I get to do with all my little ones. My nephew actually just... So I don't know the way you would do it. So Alex, I think he mentioned something about mailing off a Christmas card earlier. I don't know how people do it. But at least when I grew up, believing in Santa Claus, we would write our letter. We'd put it on the tree. Yeah. And then... Whatever night when we're sleeping, Santa comes and takes the card. Yeah. So we're keeping that tradition with my nephew, at least the one that lives with me. Um, so he wrote his letter yesterday, actually, and he put it up on the tree. Oh. It's still there because he slept late and we told him not to sleep late. <laughs> so he has to wait for Santa to come and take that one. But yeah, those are basically... So my there, traditions. There's a lot of different Loving. gift concepts. So Alex mentioned the gift concept, like, you know, leaving until, like, the very last minute. You like to go ahead and, uh, you know, build as they go. Right. Right? I guess my question to you, um, I guess it's going to be open to everyone right here, is, like, what's the best type of gift? Like, what what would you find, like, a real, like, an amazing gift? Well, that's subjective. Very subjective. Sure. Um, that's that's what it, I'm trying it, to... It, it all just depends. I mean... I think he wants to know what you think. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking the you, best like, what do you, what do you think is like the best gift in your opinion? Why don't you give us an example? Okay, I'll go and give you an example. <laughs> so I remember. I'll go after John. Um. So I think the best type of gift that I can get from someone is like someone actually thinking about me, like, and kind of like had, is intentional about like why they got me that gift. So I remember one time there was uh, a person. Uh, that had like uh, they gave me like three little gifts and there was like a little note with it um, uh, one one part of the, the note said like uh, the, the shirt w- was uh, had a symbol in Japanese and it meant love right so uh, uh, the first part of the note said um, the shirt symbolizes kind of like the lovable and uh, you know empathetic guy that you are uh, another part was like uh uh, I forgot, I forgot what the other part, but I knew the last part where it was called the, the fighter. Like it was the movie called the fighter, and uh, the last part of the note said, uh, the movie because kind of, kind of like the resilient fighter that you are. And I felt like to me that was probably like one of the best gifts. Like 
anyone could could have gotten me. Like I I feel like if there is like kind of like a little little bit of like a story, but like you know intentional, like you know kind of like I, I relating with the person or like some like type of conversation or things like that. I think that's what really defines to me as an amazing gift. Like I I am very I'm lucky enough to kind of like you know get get things uh on my own so like you know shoes like it's not uh it, it's great but like i i feel like uh like the depth in terms of like the thought process of like why they got me that gift and like thought process i think that makes it a great gift in my opinion <laughs> i completely agree with you john i would say that that definitely is what makes the best gifts when they're thoughtful and they're uh, specifically catered to the type of person you are or what you like. So you would say that's the best gift you've gotten? Is that without the point that's, of your story? That's, that's yeah, that's one of the best ones uh, that I, I've ever gotten in my life. But um, I think that that to me is like uh, a gift that is just like, yo, like this is amazing. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, those are actually the type of gifts I like to give. They're kind of a uh, meaningful related to you i actually just put a gift together for a specific someone who has not yet received it but um and it's actually a card it has between i don't know five to ten items in it so it ranges from uh like a money pouch a book stainless steel straws uh popcorn chocolate like basically things that I can relate to this person. And I think it's more of a private matter, so I'm not gonna necessarily share. But in the car, I go through every item and why I chose it for this specific person. Right. In regards to the best gift I ever got, I am the type of person that usually tells people not to get me anything, especially to my family. And I did that, the same thing this year. Every time someone asked me, what do you want for Christmas? I would tell them, well, I don't really want anything. You don't have to give me anything because I don't really need anything. But as always, obviously your family and your very close friends will still give you something. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess I can't choose a gift that has been more special to me because the special fact is that they thought of me and gave me that gift. So I wouldn't be able to choose a gift over the other just because what's special was the fact that Someone decided to go out of their way to get this for me after I asked them not to get something for me. So I didn't think of that way. I can't, like you, I can't choose one over another. What about you, Alex? I 100% agree with everything you just said. I can't really choose one specific gift, you know, just to isolate all the other ones that I think, you know, would all mean the same. Plus, like, like Cassandra, I don't really ask people to get me, you know, this is what I want for Christmas or this is what I want as a gift. I don't, I'm not really, um, it, I'm not really someone who would, like, want things. I like to give things. But I think a really, a really amazing gift that I've given <clears throat> towards my parents a couple years ago, me and my siblings pitched in money to get a to get a train ticket to go pick up my grandma and surprise my mom. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, took us all year. Took us a lot of convincing and for my aunt to like 
help us help her have her go to Mexico, pick up my grandma and bring her to the States. So that day we did our absolute best to keep my mom busy, especially away from the phone and from the door. And around midnight is when we had her blindfolded for her big gift. We, we gave her a card and then it's one of those cards where you can record your voice. Mm. And it was the voice of my grandma. And once the the last word was said in the in the car, my grandma came in. And that to me was really special. Yeah, that's bro, that's that's amazing. Yeah, that's like a very good gift. Wow. I wanna get get a gift from you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. No, Alex Alex gives a very creative gifts. Uh two years ago. I believe it was two years ago. For my birthday, he right. gave me um, a, scrapbook. a scrapbook. Thank you. <laughs> that was basically uh, filled with notes and pictures from uh, a number of my close friends at the time. Yep. And then, I mean, right now, as I told John, or earlier when I met yeah. Alex before this, for my birthday again, <laughs> he gave me a box. I opened that box. It had a picture of the scene from SpongeBob. Where the go the guy goes, I got you this box. I didn't know what. Yeah. I don't remember the name of the episode. It's okay. And then there was a string attached to that flap. Again, another SpongeBob reference. And I pulled that, and there was another box that was the actual gift. And the gift was amazing, but the detail and the amount of time he took and thought about using these references from a show that I love or we both love was just the best part. Mm. Yeah. I did good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, man. It's a B plus, man. Yeah. Plus. And that's just the spirit of Christmas. You know, just go well, spirit of the holidays. Sorry. Sorry. It's just giving and just being kind and togetherness and all that. Yeah, and with giving. that being said, mm-hmm. thank you very much, folks, for tuning in to our holiday special. Right. So for our next episode... We decided to do this, I guess you can call it a film series. So, not chronologically, but throughout, in between episodes, we'll basically have our film series where we choose a genre, a movie genre, and then discuss the elements of this genre, and then talk about a few movies that kind of like... um, That goes with it. Yeah, that kind of show or demonstrate the elements of the genre. So yeah, uh, next episode will be part one of our film series. And we're going to go with psychological thrillers. Oh boy. Oh no, I, I have some ideas what movies we're going to be talking about and I'm not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Alright, well uh, we're going to go ahead and do a little bit more research on, on that topic. I mean definitely for me for sure. But uh, thank you for joining us again folks and we cannot wait to hear from you uh, on the next episode. So we'll see, we'll leave you to it. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye.